630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. 20 seconds to go. Wrist shot saved Talbot. Rebound Tumble Blueprint. Wrist shot Martinez saved Talbot. Kopitar bangs it off the back of the net. 12 seconds. Wrist shot Martinez saved made by Cam Talbot. And here come the Oilers. 2 on 1 to win it. McDavid in for the left hand side. Dry Settle waits. There's the center pass. One timer home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. Well, howdy folks. We're back from the long weekend. Hope it was a good one for you. Man, great fireworks for Canada 150 over our River Valley on Saturday night. That, was, of course, was the first day of free agency in the National Hockey League. The Oilers signed a lot of guys, but not really any big names. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes as we roll along. We'll go out to Jasper for the latest from Oilers Development Camp. Tom Gazzola from Oilers TV is going to check in. We'll also be joined by recently retired former CFL long snapper, including a guy who was a Grey Cup champion with your Edmonton Eskimos in 2003, Randy Chevrier, who is now going to be a firefighter so he'll tell us about making that transition all coming up over the next couple of hours thanks a lot for tuning in my name is reed wilkins inside sports on oilers and eskimos radio 630 chad you can always reach me by texting 630 the open line number 780-496-0063 you can send me a piece of electronic mail inside sports at 630ched.com and you can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Same spelling of my last name as Dominique. He was a slightly better scorer at the NBA level. want to quickly let you know here because in this part of the world, we love our 50-50 draw. The 50-50 jackpot from the Eskimos home opener on Friday was not claimed. Was not claimed. You have until, well, the the winner, whoever it was, well, they're not the winner now, uh, had until 4 p.m. today to claim it. They did not. So here's what's happening. And I know I I, I was tweeting out over the weekend a couple of times because I just assumed it would be applied to the next game on Friday, July 14th, when the Ottawa... Red Blacks come to town. That's actually not for sure. Here's what the Eskimos have actually said. The Eskimos have applied to AGLC to have the $82,060 in take-home prize money carry over to a future game. We will provide an update as to the exact game this Thursday. So it will not necessarily be the next home game, though I guess it could be. It will be some future home game. Now, you probably remember when this happened before. July of 2014, there was a carryover of $71,700. So $11,000, well, about $10,500 less than this one. It carried over to the next game, and the jackpot turned out to be $348,000 and a little bit more, $348,500. So (laughs) whatever it's going to be, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. So there will be a big jackpot at a future Eskimos home game. Thursday will be the exact announcement. I always wonder how that happens. 
that someone buys a 50-50 ticket and they they just aren't there to claim the prize. I you know, I'm assuming this person didn't even have the ticket with them anymore. I'm assuming they didn't even know that they could go check the number because you you would think that I mean word has been out there that the the prize money was unclaimed. I would assume if you had a choice between trying to get $82,000 and not get $82,000, I would assume you would try to pursue it. I mean, if it was 82 bucks and you thought you might have the winning ticket, okay, maybe you don't look that hard for it. So I'm guessing this person left early or just lost the ticket, didn't know they lost it, and that's it. So that's the carryover for a future home game we'll find out on Thursday. Anyway, thought I would get that out there. I also want to let you know that the uh, Semenko family and the Edmonton Oilers will host a celebration of life for Dave Semenko on Thursday. It's going to start at 2 o'clock at Rogers Place, and the public is invited to attend. It's going to be public seating, general admission. Now, it is free to get in, but you will need a ticket, so you have to go to ticketmaster.ca. Uh, you can just put in Semenko for the search. Uh the public being asked to only get the number of seats that you're sure to use. The doors will open at noon. The celebration will begin at 2. And, of course, uh, Dave Semenko's passing was a big story on Thursday. We talked a lot about him on Inside Sports. We had Rod Phillips on. Uh, we had Adam Scorgi on from Ice Guardians. We had uh, Jim Poplinski on, Charlie Huddy on the show as well. Uh, Morley Scott with some memories of working with Dave in a broadcasting capacity about 20 years ago. And you can get all that on the Inside Sports page on 630Ched.com. So the celebration of life for Dave Semenko Thursday at 2 at Rogers Place. Get your free tickets at Ticketmaster.ca Okay, so there are a couple things to remember here as we roll along. Um, the Oilers news from over the weekend as we expected, they did not go big game hunting for free agency. The most recognizable name that they signed was a young man by the name of Ty Ratty. He's 24, and if uh, you're any, you know, have any interest in sports in this town, and especially if you follow the uh, Western Hockey League, then you remember Ty Ratty because he was on those Oil Kings teams that went head-to-head with the Portland Winterhawks in the playoffs in the league final year after year, three years in a row, a tremendously high-scoring forward for the Portland Winterhawks, including... In 2012, 121 points in 69 games. He was uh, drafted fairly high, 32nd overall by St. Louis in 2011. Hasn't really panned out for him in the NHL. He's he's played only 35 games since being drafted. Has 10 points, mostly in the in the minors last season with the Chicago Wolves. General Manager Peter Shirelli on Raddy. I think he's underachieved at the NHL level. I think a lot of teams have had a look at him. Not a lot, but he, he, I know we put in a claim on him last year in waiver claim. Um, real good hockey sense. Um, good release. Very smart player. Um, works angles well, like with and without the puck. Um, you know, he's, he's underachieved and, and I don't know why. I mean, we've got we, we have certain reasons why, just by observations. But we, we think we think he's got a chance to play on our team, and if not, he'll provide us depth. All right. So there's Peter Shirelli on Ty Ratty, who uh, gets the two-way contract from the Edmonton Oilers, so he'll get a different salary whether he's in the NHL or the AHL. You know, one of those low-risk signings. He shoots right. He can compete for a spot on uh, on the right wing. We'll see if he makes it. If not, he'll uh, bring some depth the American Hockey League. Ty Ratty was on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer earlier today and uh, he was talking about how what he has to do to make it work as an NHLer. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me right now is I, I just I just got to get in the lineup. I got I to gotta prove that I can 
keep playing night in, night out, I think, in St. Louis. Uh, I'd get in the lineup for one, two, maybe three games, and i have to sit for another week and a half or, or two weeks and wait for the next opportunity. So i got to prove to Edmonton that I can be that everyday player and, and uh, prove that they uh, they offered the right guy the contract. Well, when you look at the Oilers, there's some uncertainty on the right side. They traded Jordan Eberle. Uh, they got Strom back. Peter Shirelli said on Saturday that Strom's more comfortable at center. Uh, that means what a you know likely dry settler Nugent Hopkins could end up on the right side because McDavid's not going to right wing. Uh, but... You're in a position where I would assume you're coming in here to to compete, to make the team, and try to jump ahead maybe of a couple guys who haven't necessarily become full-time guys yet themselves. Is that correct? Yeah, Yeah, that's the only thing on my mind. I want to go in there and do whatever I can to make that roster on opening night. And um, I I understand that Edmonton might have one or two spots open, and I want to be that guy, I think. Um, I'm confident in myself. I think the Oilers have confidence in me too, or else they wouldn't have contacted me. Now it's just a matter of me going out there and, and proving that I can be that guy. All right, so Ty Raddy, you can get that full interview on the Oilers Now page on 630Ched.com. The, the the right wing position is is going to be interesting. Does Leon Dreisaitl stay on the right wing? You got Zach Cassian there. You got potentially Yessi Pugliarvi there. You got Ty Ratty there. You got Anton Slepeshev there. Uh, so we'll see all how all that shakes down. Obviously, Jordan Everly was traded. You got Ty Ratty potentially competing for a spot. And uh, I guess the wild card would be uh, the young guy, the first-round draft pick from last weekend, Kyler Yamamoto. Will he be able to push for a spot? I think that is unlikely, but certainly the young man... Uh, well, he's going to push for a spot. Does he make the team? Probably a long shot, but obviously he's going to be in there working hard, trying to do it. Uh, young on the wings, I think, is the case for the Edmonton Oilers. Peter Shirelli talked about that youth on the wings. It's young, but I mean, these are these, this is again. You have to give these guys opportunity, and we and it, we've shown this year giving them the opportunity, they will grow. So we'll continue to do that. Again, it doesn't mean that we won't add someone or some or two players later on, but um, you know we're we're happy with the growth and and the youth. I mean, you look at these guys. I mean, we were we were close to advancing to the third round with with youth. So we're going to stick with it. All right. So there's a little bit, and Peter Shirelli is interesting because uh, he's a very well spoken guy. He's he's good to interview. Um, sometimes, if he doesn't want to reveal anything, he he won't. Sometimes he'll say a lot and not really say a lot, if you know what I mean. But, but you know, he does give you glimpses of what he's thinking and, and what he's planning. And he said there, because I know there was a lot of talk last week, why have the Oilers done more? What are they going to do if this guy gets injured? What if this guy doesn't progress? But Shirelli said there, we proved in his mind, they proved last year, if you give some of these guys the opportunity, they will grow. And I think with a lot of them, he doesn't think the growth is complete. Uh, and certainly, you know, talking about the right wing, if you want to put Slepeshev in that category, I guess Kajula could potentially play the right side as well. Um, so we'll see what happens with those guys. But I, I but I, I think that's why he he didn't go out there and, and start chasing a lot of big fish in free agency. We saw a lot of growth from our guys last year, those two and, and even more of them. And if you, you recall, I said on a number of occasions, going into the playoffs, that's where these guys will get the, that additional element, that incremental growth that's so important. So, it, you know, in a, in a sense, it, it would be a little counterproductive to drop guys in front of them. So these guys have showed growth, good growth, and they'll continue to. And, and um, you know, so that, we took that into account going into today. And- All right, so there, there's a, a pretty revealing sentence about Shirelli's philosophy, it would be counterproductive 
to drop guys in front of him. So if he's saying, you know, Matthew Benning has become a legitimate whatever fifth defenseman uh, going from zero NHL experience a year ago, if Drake Kajula has become, you know, maybe a legitimate uh, depth uh, winger who can score a little bit, I'm not going to drop guys in front of them and push them down in the lineup. I want to give them the chance to keep progressing. That That's what Shirelli is saying his philosophy is, whether you agree with that approach or not. You can let me know by texting 630-630 and the phone number 780-496-0063. And he did also say it doesn't mean we're not going to add guys later, and I think the later could even be once the season starts. But I think he uh, kind of has a roster in mind here, and he wants to see how it's able to fly once we get into the preseason in September and the regular season in October. Uh, it's going to be interesting, and I know there's a, a lot of hand-wringing about the roster, but we've kind of transitioned here from talking about teams that finished in the bottom three in the league year after year to a team that just finished eighth overall. And as Shirelli said, was one win away from going to the third round and being one of four teams alive. So his option is, do I tinker with that? Do I tear it apart? Do I tell guys who had good seasons, oh, wait a minute, that wasn't good enough, now you have to play longer in the lineup? Or do you say, okay, fine, everybody, you did pretty well. I'm going to believe that you can do better. Here's your chance. Then if they don't grab that chance, then it's going to be his job as a manager to step in and get guys who can do the jobs. I think that's what we're looking at. It is 619 Inside Sports on 630. Ched, let you know about some of the other new Edmonton Oilers and also the Edmonton Eskimos will have a new feature running back for the rest of the season. Inside Sports on 630, Ched. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Just was reading about this today, being a, uh, a dedicated but horrible golfer is how I like to describe myself. A uh, gentleman in Mississippi... Uh, getting a hole-in-one in a senior scramble. Town's called Brookhaven, Mississippi. The uh, gentleman used an 8-iron. He says the ball hit the green, started to curl and roll in a weird way. And it dropped into a hole. The uh, gentleman, 81 years of age, name's Glenn Martin. It is the sixth hole-in-one of his life. Wow. Not bad. Six holes-in-one. He uh, has a pacemaker has had a pacemaker for about the last 30 years, and he says playing golf gives him the exercise and energy to keep his body running. And uh, get this, he is a retired pastor. So I don't know if there's some uh, divine intervention with six holes in one, but that's pretty cool. Most of us would be thrilled. Well, I think uh, for me, I'm just thrilled when I put the ball anywhere on the green off the tee on a par three. He actually got got a hole in one. But the fact that he's he's a retired pastor... Uh, reminds me of, of a story I heard once. There was a there was a pastor golfing with another gentleman, and uh, the, the gentleman had a, had a relatively uh, short putt, and uh, and he missed it, and he uh, showed a little frustration, and he kind of goes, "Damn it, missed!" And you know it wasn't not the worst word that the pastor knew was out there, but he th- kind of thought, yeah, "I wish this guy would calm down a bit," well, but whatever. And then a couple of holes later, this gentleman has, has another like relatively short putt. Like It was almost a gimme. Like The pastor would have just said, pick it up. But the guy wanted to putt out, and the guy hits the putt, lips out. And he goes, damn it, missed again. 
pastor kind of bites his lip, doesn't doesn't say anything. Says, okay, that's fine. You know, I let him get his frustration out. I won't say anything. So a couple holes later, guy's got another short putt straight in. Sure enough, misses it. Screams, damn it, missed again. So now the pastor has had enough. He looks at the guy and says, sir, I understand you're frustrated by missing those shots, but could you, could you please not, you know, use that sort of language? And the guy's frustrated. He goes, oh, what are you going to do about it, buddy? And the pastor's now getting mad at this guy. He says, if you, if you use a word like that again, I'll have God strike you down with a bolt of lightning. So whatever. Next couple holes, sure enough, guy misses another short putt. Again. Damn it, missed again. The skies open up. Huge bolt of lightning comes down from the heavens and hits the pastor, obliterating him. And a voice from the heavens says, Damn it, missed again. Anyway, just the golf story that I heard. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on 630 Chet. It is uh, 625. I appreciate all the uh, texters suggesting that the 50-50 winner likely too intoxicated to track the number or remember where their ticket was. Fair enough. Just saying, if you bought the 50-50 ticket, would you not have it somewhere? I don't know. Uh, this is a good text. Is Peter Shirelli already giving up on the season? What's the holdup on signing McDavid and Leon? Why make the fans wait? Do we really have to risk Leon getting an offer sheet? Deep breath, unnamed texter. Deep breath. Do you really think the general manager of an NHL team is giving up on the season on July 4th? McDavid's going to be signed. I think that'll be announced probably very soon. Then Dreisaitl will happen. And, and he's, if Dreisaitl's getting an offer sheet, Peter Shrelly has said on two separate occasions he will match and that both guys are going to be signed. I think we can take him at his word. It is July 4th. This isn't opening day on August, October 4th with, with both guys holding out or not having contracts. It's going to be fine. It's okay to be patient. We'll uh, see what's going on with some of the up-and-coming Oilers. Development camp in Jasper. Tom Gazzola has the update when we get back. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. All right, really appreciate you tuning in. It is 6.33. We'll tell you what's going on at the Brick Tournament over at West Edmonton Mall later on tonight as we move along. It is, uh, what do they call it, Independence Day in the United States? That's what they call it, of Jack Michaels. Our resident American on. It's the day that Will Smith showed up and beat up the aliens in that movie. All right. Thank sure. you, Kellen Kennedy. Much appreciated. Uh, I had my little golfing joke or attempt at it before the break. This is a good one from a texter. What's the difference between a golfer and a skydiver? The golfer says, whack, darn. The skydiver goes, darn, whack. Pretty good. Pretty good. One of the better golfing and skydiving jokes that's been texted in to Inside Sports. Perhaps the only. Tell you what, 
We're waiting on the Connor McDavid contract extension. We're waiting on a new deal for Leon Dreisaitl. But uh, someday down the road, we could t- be talking about uh, new contracts or excellent seasons for some of the Oilers' prospects on the ice at uh, development camp in Jasper. And covering that for Oilers TV and chiming in tonight is my buddy Tom Gazzola. Tom, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh, Reed, I'm fantastic, buddy. Always good to be a part of the show. Yes. Kellen, I said thank you for the song, by the way. I love that song. Okay. You're good, welcome. Good stuff. Kellett says, yeah. Kellett says you're welcome. Uh, first of all, you, <laughs> you, are a, uh, you are a well-traveled young man. You travel, you go on most road trips. Well, how many out of, out of the 41 road games for the Oilers during the regular season, uh, how many did you go to? You do, what, about three-quarters of them, or is it even Eight. more? Yeah, roughly about 30, 31. You know, I think I've done as many as 35. I just get the, the short one-gamers or back-to-back two games and two nights off. That's my, my little break uh, uh, during the season. It's usually pretty busy, as you know, Reed. We go long stretches uh, of the season without without really getting a day off or, or a weekend, for that matter. So, yeah, I'm always stuck at the hip with the with the team, and it's a lot of fun. No complaints out of me. I love traveling. I love visiting every city in the league. And you know what? We have, uh, we have a good time. We work hard. And uh, when the team wins, it makes life easier for everyone that uh, covers the team and travels with them. No, you were just in Chicago for the draft as well. Do you is is Chicago your favorite road city, or what would your top three be? Chicago is my favorite road city. The top three would be Chicago, Montreal, uh, and then Nashville oh. with uh, special mention to Dallas. Oh, wow. So you do not, because a lot of people have Chicago, Montreal, and New York as their top three. But Nashville seems to be working its way in there. Now, why is that? Is it, uh, is, is it, is it very active? Is there a nightlife? Is it, is it the food? Maybe there's a library there that you really like that you like to go read in? <laughs> well, first of all, you know I don't know how to read. <laughs> oh, come um, on, buddy. I just interpret illustrations. <laughs> and, um, no, you know what? I think, I think uh, Nashville, the city and, and the hockey market, had its coming out party this this playoffs and everyone got to see how excited the city is and how much uh, it's grown as a hockey city since the teams come into the league since uh, what was it 98 99 and uh, anytime you go there it's it's a fun time you saw the country music stars uh, you know what They're, they didn't jump on the bandwagon just now because Nashville made a run it, they've always been there there's always uh, celebrities and music stars at those games. It could be a Tuesday night game against, you know, the Islanders or something like that, and uh, you'll see a, a bunch of country music stars at the games. It's it's really incredible, and they have a really good atmosphere in that building. It's generally full. Uh, they have chants after goals. They have chants after the visiting team is announced, and um, they acknowledge their organ player, Crazy Kyle. Felt <laughs> with K's and uh, Crazy Kyle. It, I've seen him up close and in person. He's a little dude that wears glasses. He's not all that crazy, but they love him and they get behind him. It's it is honestly an experience. And the rink is in the perfect spot in that city. It's right downtown on Broadway, uh, where all, where you see all those uh, restaurants and bars and the Country Music Hall of Fame is right there, and the Ryman Theater, which housed the Grand Ole Opry for years and years and years is right there and it's just it's a it's a fantastic fantastic city uh that it was a hidden jewel and now is a bonafide jewel in the nhl and you know what to add to your point about new york to me it's in a it's, it's 
in its own category because of how big it is and how much there is to do that it is special every time you get a chance to go there so i just i separate it from the rest of the herd because of how special it is i really like chicago i'd never been there it has a bit of a new york feel with with the size and the variety but it's not quite as on top of you as some of manhattan is if you know what i mean like yep. there are some parts of manhattan where i mean it's obviously very cool but where you almost feel like oh my god like there's no room to walk or the buildings are right on top of you so i, I enjoyed chicago i didn't get to explore it uh a lot but i had some pizza you and i got to hang out that uh that one night uh it was it was pretty cool and i saw the bean the the big mirror thing i don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what part. it actually is i just call it the big mirrored thing i guess it's an art installation it, it is, and that's uh, that Millennium Park's pretty neat. Um, it's right off the the lake, and uh, yeah, it was good to. It's always great to hang out with you and enjoy a social sparkler or two, uh, especially when the weather was so beautiful there. And you know what? We went to um, I think it was Grant Park, the Buckingham Fountain, where they the intro to Married with Children was shot. You see that <laughs> fountain burst up. Nice. And we shot a panel with with Bob and Jack in front of it. And you know what? We just it was loose, and we're having fun going into the draft. And I said, "Hey, you guys, like, you know, this is where they shot the intro to Married with Children. Do you guys remember watching that show? Because I remember watching it with my parents, and they thought it was a pretty funny show. And the first thing Jack said was, "No, I never watched that show. I thought it was a show for morons." So that's <laughs> that's our boy Jack. Being that's Jack. Jack. And then yeah, that's Jack. Paul follows it up with, "I know a lot of morons." So those two being. Uh, <laughs> Frickin' fracker yeah. on top of it as usual. Well, Jack never is is shy about his expressing his opinion and applying it <laughs> universally, right? And he's going <laughs> to no. be on the show in about twenty five minutes. Uh, it's funny. Well, while we're talking here, and I want to ask you about Kyler Yamamoto because you're out in Jasper for development camp. Tom Gazzola from Oilers TV checking in tonight. This texter says, "Do you think the Oilers erred in drafting five foot eight Yamamoto instead of six to three power forward Christian Veselainen?" Well. I mean, late first-round picks. I mean, I don't want to sound sarcastic, but that is one of those ask-me-again-in-five-years type questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think with... And look, it's Veselainen went 24th to the Jets, so it's not as if you know teams where he was a top 15 or 20 guy. He did not play in the Canadian Hockey League last season. No, he was playing in the, uh, in the Swedish Hockey League where he had six points in 26 games. Obviously, the size is appealing, and I understand with Yamamoto, it kind of goes against some of the stuff we've seen from Shirelli because he does like big, but yeah. he also likes competitive, and I think he figured you know, Yamamoto's a, a competitive guy who hopefully can finish plays and, and still play hard on the puck in his own way. So we'll see. I mean, Shirelli did add David DeHarnay. It's not as if he won't touch you if you're below a certain height, but, but you do have to have that competitiveness. Late-round guys, we'll see how they pan out. But I do want to ask you about Yamamoto. I mean, we both had the chance to interview him. You've got to see him there in Jasper and talk to him more. Just give us a little sense uh, now seeing him play in some of the scrimmages and drills, Tom. Well, I mean, they had a controlled scrimmage yesterday, Team Gretzky versus Team Messier, and Team Messier actually jumped out to a two-goal lead. And keep in mind, it was controlled, so... Jay Woodcroft would whistle things down when he saw stuff that he wanted to correct with uh, positioning and and uh, when guys made little mistakes. So it wasn't free-flowing at all times, but for the most part it was. Uh, so Team team White, which was Team Messier, jumped up to a two-goal lead. And then um, it was Yamamoto and uh, uh, Joseph Gambardella, who 
actually uh, led the charge uh, in the second period, and it was um, Yamamoto scoring first, and then him and Gra- Gambardella actually, it was like they just carried the team the rest of the way. They, they uh, combined for three goals in, in a like three-minute span, uh, just the two of them, and they are probably two of the smallest guys at the camp, um, and they just out-muscled and out-willed uh, the defense and the defense here at the Camp Reed, as you saw at the draft, and the guys that the Oilers have signed recently, they're they're huge. The defensemen Peter Chiarelli went after and the scouting staff are massive. Like that, the Ziet Pagan is six foot six and a half. Vincent DeHarnay, who's here, is six foot seven. And these little guys, their motor never stopped, and they just they dug and dug and dug and got the puck to one another and scored three goals in a row, uh, working hand-in-hand. Hand. So it was very impressive. The, the, a good way to – I'll give Bob, Bob Stoffer credit because he described Yamamoto as an ant, uh, someone who just battles and can lift above his weight and, and works really hard. And you know what? We saw that yesterday in the scrimmage. So I know uh, Peter Shirelli likes his size, but going into the draft, Shirelli and uh, Keith Gretzky, the assistant general manager, uh, mentioned that they were going to go for skill and the guy that they thought was the best player. I know Vasilainen is, is a is a beast. He's a big player, but he, I don't know. You can't ignore 42 goals and 99 points from a guy that was five foot seven, 150 pounds in in a league like the WHL. So, um, and and you know what? He's I don't I don't know if swagger is the right word to describe Yamamoto, but you could tell he's a confident kid. And when Shirelli talked about um, <laughs> telling him that uh, if I don't draft you, you'll you'll or if you don't draft me, uh, I'll come back to haunt you. And I think that kind of won him over in terms of character. So you can tell that he's had to deal with the small player thing forever since he was a kid, and uh, he handles it extremely well. And he's not intimidated by guys that are like a foot taller than him. And and so far so good in his uh, week and a bit as a member of the Oilers organization. Tom Gazzola joining us from the uh, Oilers development camp in Jasper. It'll uh, continue through to uh, tomorrow. Billy Moore's Cup is going to be at 5.15 at the Jasper Arena. Uh, Joseph Gambardella, by the way, uh, UMass Lowell, had a pretty good career there. He's 5'10", about 200 pounds. And, yeah, I mean, Drake Kajula, another smaller guy, right, who'd, who'd played through uh, through the NCAA uh, as well, and he was pretty competitive for the Oilers this past season. Uh, Ethan Bear not skating. Is that still what he had a wrist problem, I think, in the WHL final? Is that the issue there? Yeah, Reed, he, uh, he broke a finger on his hand. Okay. Um, and it was pretty bad, and I think he, uh, he had this surgery on it, and a week later he was back in the lineup with Seattle in the playoffs. And, uh, and I mean, the equipment staff had to uh, Frankenstein a glove for him, basically, and a new knob on the top of his stick just so he could hang on to uh, the stick with, with the cast on. And he played without uh, pain medication just in case anything happened to the finger. They'd be aware that something went wrong uh, instead of uh, having a numb finger. So uh, a warrior uh, attitude out of him, and he had a fantastic season. But he hasn't been on the ice. They're, they're playing it safe. Um, there is, you know, there's always that aspect of evaluation, but I think that they've scouted him enough and seen him enough in uh, preseason and other rookie camps to know what they've got in Ethan Bear. So they want to get him healthy for Penticton and the rookie tournament, and then, uh, of course, 
a training camp in September. So, um, yeah, he's, he hasn't been on the ice, but he's taking part in all the other team, team activities. And, uh, you know, it's good to get him in with the group and, and get acclimated uh, to the new guys and guys that will uh, hopefully be future teammates of his. All right, I got. I don't want to go through the whole roster here, but I want to ask you about two other guys, and I'll ask together. Kelly sure. and Kevin Klima, are these not the twin sons of former Oiler Peter Klima? They are, uh, and they can shoot the puck. They're not the biggest guys like their dad. Um, and uh, my brother, Paul, who's uh, one of our new writers at uh, com, has a chance to talk to both of them. He kind of did a story on the bloodlines and the connections to uh, former NHL players. Yeah. Those guys can fire the puck. They they know uh, how to put the puck in the back of the net when they get in tight. And uh, like their dad, they've got some finish to their game. But yeah, they don't really look like him. They look exactly the same to each other, being twins. And uh, yeah, they're little guys with a lot of skill. So I think there's an emphasis on skill and ability as opposed to sheer size at this camp. Uh, although the sheer size does exist, especially on the back end, and when you look at the goaltenders, just just massive, massive guys that are uh, skilled and can skate. That's the other thing, too. It's incredible to see a guy that's almost seven feet tall move with the agility that some of these guys are uh, capable of doing. Okay, so Billy Moore's Cup tomorrow at 5.15. Uh, Kajula was a star in that last year, we should mention. He wound up making the Oilers. So that's a full-on you know, like body contact. The coaches aren't going to stop play. That's a hardcore game, right? Yep, exactly. Okay. Tom, thanks for checking in. I know you had a busy day. Uh, all your stuff is on edmontonoilers.com. I know you got to go grab something to eat here. I look forward to seeing you when you're back in town. Reed, always a pleasure. I just want people to know that I'm going to win that 50-50 at the next <laughs> game. So right. don't try. Right. Actually Good. try so I win even more. Did you get to go on Saturday? I did. You were still in town. Time. Yeah. Great time, yeah. little uh, tenser than I thought it would win. be, but they got it done. You know what? It was a great night overall, and yeah, you're right. Uh, they second half they pulled it together and all that matters in the end is that they won everyone's healthy for the most part and onward and upwards uh next game all right see you soon tom see you Reed. tom gazola checking in from jasper oilers development camp get all his stuff on edmontonoilers.com so kyler yamamoto joseph gambardella looking pretty good that's encouraging and i had to ask about the klima twins that's pretty cool they've been uh, they've been invited ron texting 63630 30 says i re- i read everything peter shirelli has done this offseason has a purpose for the long-term benefit of the team signing russell was the best option as there was nothing better as a free agent and to give up what the flames did for hamannick was too much the Oilers need to uh, the Oilers need draft picks to build depth, especially when the cap will have an effect. Sometimes the trade you don't make is the best one. I agree. We owe it to the young guys to give them the opportunity as they look good in the playoffs. Thirteen and a quarter for McDavid. I'm good with. Dry settle should be max about eight to eight and a half, and that's on the generous side. That is from uh, Ron. Some pretty uh, fair comments there, I think. And yeah, Peter Shirelli. It, I know everybody would have loved to make a splash. I mean, the Everly trade was a pretty big one. He did say on the weekend he sees Ryan Strom probably more comfortable playing center. So I think one of the storylines going into camp will be how that affects Nugent Hopkins and Dreisaitl. Does Leon perhaps start the, the season on McDavid's wing again? Or does Nugent Hopkins perhaps become a winger at the start of the season? Or at some point, that's something to follow. But... But I, I, again, if you if you examine what Shirelli was weighing, was he saying, okay, we we finished eighth overall, we had the leading score, we had some, we had a pretty good team, 
you know, am I going to change three, four, five guys, or do I want to bring most of that team back and say, I trust you guys to work hard again and to get a little bit better? Let's see if you can do it. I think he chose the trust, and then if it doesn't work out, he can change in season. Obviously, I know you're all going to be frustrated if he has to make those changes uh, in season, but I think those were his options, and that's why he chose to do what he did. 780-496-0063 is the uh, phone number, by the way. Quick timeout, 651 Inside Sports on Chad. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Uh, this texture says, does Shirelli re-sign Russell if Vegas doesn't take Griffin Reinhardt? Yes, I believe he does. Going to get to Castle Downs Dan on the phone line in a second. Got a uh, uh, Jody says, hi Reed, I have another golf pastor joke for you. Here we go. Well, I didn't think this would be a theme on the show tonight, but this is fun. <laughs> Jody says there was a pastor who loved to golf, but he had a tough season with lot of with uh, not a lot of nice days. So wouldn't you know it, Sunday morning comes around, and it's a beautiful day for golf, and the pastor gives in to the temptation to call in sick and go golfing. While he's on the course, St. Peter says to God, you need to teach this guy a lesson. God says, I have a plan for this. Next hole, the pastor tees off on a long par three, and by some miracle, he hits a hole in one and jumps around ecstatically. St. Peter says to God, I thought you were going to teach him a lesson. God replies, well, who's he going to tell? That is from Jody, texting into 630-630. Castle Downs Dan is on the line. Castle Downs Dan, I want to thank you for volunteering at our 6.30 Chet Santa's Anonymous Gary Drager Memorial Golf Tournament last month. What's on your mind? Uh, for, that's a good one, by the way. That was pretty good. <laughs> a lot better than the first one, but uh, the first one was okay, too. Um, with the uh, Dreisaitl and uh, uh, McDavid signings, it's like the 4th of July, folks. You know, everybody should calm down. I mean, if you look at uh, uh, Goudreau last year, uh, what they signed like three days before the season started. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so cut it really close. Of time, lots of time. And as for the oh, they're going to uh, uh, offer sheet them. Yeah, let them try. Let them try. It's uh, you know, if it gets too rich, then hey, we'll take the draft picks. Well, they won't though. Shirelli said he would match. Shirelli said he would match anything, but there's not there's not going to be an offer sheet. And the, I mean, the McDavid the McDavid contract could be announced tomorrow. I, I would expect it happens this week or next, given all the chatter going on around it. I would assume that they're uh, that the only reason it hasn't been announced to this point is they're trying to announce both him and Drysdale at the same time. Uh, I don't know about that. I th- I, th- I think they'll announce Connor first, and then and then Drysital. But uh, but we'll we'll see. I I I don't know if it'll be the same day. I, I think McDavid will get announced first, and then the Drysital will happen. I think. The Russell signing, great signing. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit more than you want to go on the term or whatever, but. Uh, you know, he's playing in the NHL, whereas uh, big number eight was not. So, I mean, yeah, he's got uh, probably a, a good uh, future ahead of him, Reinhardt, that is. But uh, I think it was more important to get Russell signed. 
Well, I think I, I think uh, Shirelli likes Russell, I, and I and I know some people don't care about this type of stuff, but there is something to it. I think Russell was popular with his teammates. I think he was liked as a person as a, and as a teammate. And I, I really strongly believe that some of the younger defensemen, maybe probably a guy like Matt Benning, would really say that, that Russell was an important mentor in terms of pointing out some of the details of the game. I mean, your coaches can only tell you so much, right? Sometimes it's important to have the guy in the stall next to you or on the bench between shifts saying, hey, remember this, or this guy has this tendency. I, I do think there's a lot of little things behind the scenes that might not be apparent that Russell helped out with. Well, I think so, and you can't play Adam Larson with everybody. Well, good point. Dan, it's great to hear from you. Okay, buddy? Okay, have a good one. Castle Downs, Dan, checking in. 780-496-0063. The Toronto Blue Jays won today, snapping a five-game losing streak, beating the New York Yankees 4-1. This portion of Inside Sports has been presented by Action Furnace. Action Furnace, home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. You can visit actionfurnace.ca. We're going to catch up with Oilers play-by-play voice Jack Michaels when we get back. Inside Sports on 630 Jet. Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.